0: State Extension Dairy Team. I'm Amber Yutze, and I'm a dairy educator based in Huntington County. Today, we are going to be talking about maintaining proper heifer numbers for your farm to maximize farm profitability. I want to thank Rob Goodling of the Penn State Animal Science Department for joining us and sharing his experience. Thanks, Rob. Rob, can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your expertise in the area of heifer cost and production? and what you do with Penn State Extension.
1: Great, thanks Amber. My name's Rob Goodling, and I'm an Extension Associate in the Department of Animal Science and a member of the Penn State Extension dairy team. My research and teaching efforts focus on dairy records management and farm financial profitability. For the last five years, I've been evaluating herd and heifer dynamics and how they relate to the management, balance, and overall financial implications for our dairy operations.
0: When you were discussing heifer numbers with dairy producers, what are a few questions that always come up?
1: Well, the big question I usually get is how many heifers do I need? How many do I actually have to raise? And that question is very specific to a given farm. Okay. I typically recommend a producer working with them to look and evaluate their monthly call rate. Most of the time we're looking at an annual average, but really try to gauge how many animals are leaving the farm each month and how much variation is there in that number month to month. The other big metric I and talking point we usually have is how many heifers are leaving the farm that don't end up in the lactating herd. Think of it almost as a heifer call rate. We really call it a heifer non-completion rate. So those heifers that enter into the heifer system but never end up adding or getting into the adult population. Another big thing we usually look at and evaluate is the age at first cabin, and there's a few other metrics we'll talk about a little later, and all these play a vital role in trying to determine not only how many do I need, but also how many do I have and how many do I generate in a given time frame.
0: So that brings me to the next question. Producers are probably always trying to figure out exactly how many heifers they need to raise each year to be profitable. So how can they figure that out for each individual farm?
1: It's a great question. And we have some resources online that we can point you to if you're interested. The, the big thing here is actually looking at two numbers, figuring out how many calves, heifer calves specifically, are born each year. And then also figuring out, well, how many spaces or slots on our farm are we going to have to fill in that same time frame? And to do that, there's going to be several key metrics you're going to need to use. Age of first calving plays a role in this. Obviously, your herd size is a big factor. Your non-completion rate, which we just talked about. So how many heifers are going into the heifer system, but never come back out into the adult population? Your call rate on the adult herd. We also need to think about your heifer mortality rate. So how many calves do you lose in that first 48 hours? That calving interval. So how quickly are cows being bred back to generate another calf? And obviously your calf sex ratio. So how many of your typical calves are actually going to be female versus male?
0: So a lot of different benchmarks that they need to know on their farm before they can figure that out. Right. So when you're helping farmers look at these benchmarks, Are there certain benchmarks that they could focus on just to help producers figure out how many heifers they may need?
1: Yeah. So beyond just calculating that need versus how many are actually there, it's really good to evaluate some of these more closely. And I'll use an example of the non-completion rate and the age at first calving. Within the heifer enterprise, the real goal is to make sure we're getting adequate growth and height and weights on our heifers so that they're ready to be bred in a timely fashion and that they can calve in and join that lactating herd within a reasonable amount of time. The current benchmark is anywhere between 22 to 24 months. Now there are some farms where that's a little bit outside of that range and it may work for a given farm. It's just a matter of knowing is this acceptable and are we willing to take those costs that occur if we're a little bit beyond 24 months. A good way to look at that age of first calving is not just to focus on the herd average, but to look at it by graphing out just where all of them have been in the last, say, year. So doing a histogram where we have a count of how many heifers calved in at 23 months, how many were at 26 months, to kind of get a sense of where the herd is going. Obviously, on smaller herds with a fewer number of animals calving in in a given year, that spread tends to be a little bit more sporadic than, say, a larger farm that has a, a larger number of animals calving in. The other thing to look at is maybe change the time frame. Don't just look at it on an annual basis, but look at, well, what's happened for those that have calved in in the last six months or the last three months? Is it staying, is the trend staying the same if we're being successful in our age at first calving? Is it getting older? So our animals are starting to calve in a little bit later or are they calving in a little bit sooner and maybe too soon for what we're comfortable with? The, the key here is it's a very fluid system and those numbers are constantly changing. The other tricky thing is we're talking about heifers and typically they're going to be your cows in one to two years, depending on their current age. And so we're trying to forecast and predict where our herd's going to be in two years. And that can be pretty challenging. The other thing we need to look at is that both the call rate from the cow standpoint and that non-completion rate in the heifers. And I bring up the non-completion rate a lot because that's probably one of the biggest metrics that isn't easily quantified on a lot of farms. It's not something that we can readily get from a DHI summary or a 202 sheet. It involves producers tracking why heifers are leaving and when they're leaving. So with a combination of those benchmarks, really, that's a good place to start to get a feel of, okay, where, where's my system headed? Is there areas I need to focus on, say, on the heifer enterprise, where I'm looking at my growth, my maturity, my breeding strategies there? Or do I need to focus on the cow side and looking at how my reproductive performance and my cows are to generate new calves, as well as why are my cows leaving and are too many leaving for the wrong reasons?
0: And I think you could probably even look at the calf side, you know, am I getting these calves a good start? Are they doubling birth weight before weaning, et cetera? Because if you're not getting a good start at the beginning, your calves aren't growing out as
1: well either. Exactly. So the... You're really looking at two different systems simultaneously and evaluating them for their efficiencies and performance.
0: Yes. So many producers often have more calves born on the farm than what they need. So in your opinion, what is the most profitable way to manage those extra heifers?
1: That's an excellent question. And again, it's very specific to each individual farm. There are a lot of strategies available right now as to how do we handle that excess calf production, if you will. And really, this is a result of our farms doing a much better job reproductively and our reproductive performance becoming very fine-tuned on most of our dairies. So to deal with those extra heifers, I, I usually recommend to producers, be strategic. Don't just do one thing and put all your eggs in one basket, if you will. So the ideas usually that we have are, okay, do we sell them at birth? Do we sell them at a certain point? Um, Do we choose to breed cows to beef and only generate a little bit less heifer calves to start with? All those are viable strategies. The key here though, is to think about and calculate out, well, how many do I need to generate? And we kind of need to think about it from, okay, I need to fill these many slots on on a monthly basis and we can back calculate how many heifers I need and add in some, you know, a percentage above or below, just because there's always chances something could happen, right? So if a herd has a low non-completion rate, meaning that a lot of our heifers that enter into the heifer system actually finish out in a timely fashion and enter the adult herd, we may not need to carry as many heifers in that risk oversupply, if you will, as a herd that may have a higher non-completion rate. If our call rate on the cow side is very sporadic, maybe one month we sell three or four animals, the next month we're selling 10 to 20, that too will cause us to want to have a few more heifers in the pipeline just in case. And I see a lot of farms, you know, especially with the breeding to beef, you've chosen not to even generate a calf. So right there, your choices are very limited. So if you're putting all your efforts and saying, I only need to get these number of calves generated, we're breeding the rest to beef and you don't meet that number, if you will. So you don't get generate those heifer calves that you thought you would right there. You're already going to be short going forward. And so using a little bit of strategy to say, well, maybe I'll do X percent. We'll leave the farm via breeding to beef. And then I'll do another percentage point when the calves are at 48 months. And then maybe another point would be later at, you know, pre-breeding age and just deciding those things. Another very useful thing that a lot of farms don't necessarily do is actually looking at the heifer enterprise and calculating the costs they have to raise those heifers at different age groups. So that way they know it costs me more, obviously, typically in that early phase, am I okay spending that money on a calf, even though I may not need her past a certain point? So there's a lot of different ways we can look at it. The big things are looking at the costs for your heifers at different um, phases, as well as just how much risk you're willing to take and how much insurance you want in your heifer numbers to make sure you have animals coming in on a continual basis.
0: So that brings up my next question. You talked about looking at different um, ages and which is the best place that's costing or which section of the heifers is costing you the most money. So what are some deciding factors when choosing which heifers to raise and which heifers to not raise?
1: That's a great question. And usually I boil this down to two areas, genetics and health events. Now, genetics, we have a lot of opportunities to evaluate when the, even before the is there, right? We can look at parent averages. When the calf is on the ground, we can do genomic testing if we wish. We can also just look at those pedigree informations. But another key factor that sometimes get overlooked is the health events of an animal. If a calf has, you know, two bouts of pneumonia within her first six months, the likelihood of her performing as an adult is going to be diminished. And so we kind of need to play those together and figure out what animals do I want coming into my herd, which animals had had health events that may prevent them from performing to their optimum levels. And do I have enough other heifers to take that particular animal that may have had two cases of pneumonia and just isn't performing as a heifer out of the equation right away? Or do I have to wait until the breeding age? And maybe I have heifers that just for some reason, reproductively aren't performing where they need to. And so they need to leave the farm at that point. So there's a lot of things at play, but really they boil down to the genetic side of it and the health event side, because what we're trying to gauge is, will they live up to their phenotypic performance? We expect them to.
0: And there's a lot of different management decisions that goes into these decision-making processes. So is there a certain place farmers can go to get help with making these type of management decisions?
1: Yeah, there are several. And and one of the keys here is, are you using a testing service? So a DHI record system. So we have access to some of that data and some of those metrics we've discussed, like age of first calving, um, health events for the heifers, calling rates for both the heifers and the cows. That's usually a good place to start, from a calculation standpoint of how many heifers you need versus how many stalls you're be filling in. Several reproductive companies have their own um, systems that they use to evaluate these numbers to kind of predict where the herd's going to be at, both currently and then a little bit into the future. Um, We have some tools through Penn State Extension that look at just calculating those herd dynamics, using those metrics from DHI records to say, this is how many you generate annually, this is how many slots you are going to need to fill annually, and are they in balance. Um, But again, the big thing for the, the farm itself to look at these management tools is to kind of figure out their historical trends. If there's a lot of variation in, say, their call rate month to month, and again, not just looking at it on an annual basis, but overall on a monthly basis and digging a little bit deeper, how can we maybe strategize and implement some management to make sure that we're not so varied in that month to month going forward? Another big thing to look at is when the animals are leaving. Are we seeing a lot of animals leaving in early lactation? Okay, so maybe we need to pivot and look at some transition cow decisions as well so there there are a lot of outside factors that play into a part of looking at what i like to call the herd dynamics right the symbiotic relationship between the heifer system and the adult cow system where we have animals moving in from one from the heifer into the adult cow uh, system and then that adult cow system is also helping to generate the calves that are going to feed into the heifer system so we almost have to look at them in tandem to really see what influences there are and where there might be some efficiencies that can be gained.
0: Every producer that we get out on farms, we're, all, we're always telling them, make sure you're keeping good records. So I'm sure to make these kind of management decisions, you have to have excellent record keeping skills. So with that, what kind of records should a farmer start keeping if they want to start implementing some of these management practices?
1: Obviously, if they're on test, a lot of this data is already sort of being collected, right? If we're on a testing service, we're going to have that age of first calving. We're going to have a call rate. We're going to know a little bit about our heifer numbers. And I, I say that cautiously because one of the keys there, even with testing data, is to make sure we're getting the information to the tester, right? And one thing I've seen on farms time after time is our heifer numbers on the testing, say the 202 sheet or the summary sheet don't match to the actual number of heifers we have on the farm. So we wanna make sure that we are maintaining those records, not just from the adult cow population, but also the heifer population. And sometimes that gets overlooked. Letting the tester know that a, a heifer has been called or a heifer died, or they left the system for one reason or another is just as important to know that a cow has left the herd. And sometimes that's not captured. The other big record or tool that is overlooked, is the health events of heifers, right? We usually do a good job of tracking those health events, especially in the pre-fresh, post-fresh period for adult cows, but we also need to be aware and observing what type of health events our heifers are dealing with, because those will help feed into some of that management decision of, okay, which heifers do I want to keep? Which ones do I want to send down the road? And so having a, a good base for that data and Another key here is making sure it's routinely collected. Don't just, you know, collect it every six months and try and think back six months ago. Do it, add it into the routine. There should be, you know, a weekly log or just some way of tracking how many heifers are leaving, what's the health events we saw this week, which animals were impacted. So that way you can go back and go through that to say, okay, this heifer had two bouts of pneumonia and had scours four times. She may not be from a health standpoint, one of the animals I want to invest in. moving further down the heifer system.
0: So in your opinion, what are some immediate changes or goals producers should take when it comes to their heifer growing practice? And then the second part of that question would be, what are some long-term goals that they should consider when it comes to how many heifers they should grow?
1: Great question. And so in the immediate, I really look down to the age of first calving and that non-completion rate again when are my heifers coming into my herd, calving in and starting a lactation? How old are they? Is there a sign here? And again, not just that annual average, but looking at its distribution, is there a sign here that my heifer system may have some limitations going on or may have some areas that need to be focused on so that we're ensuring more heifers are getting into the adult cow population in a timely fashion? And not just getting in there, but they're the right size. They're the right weight that they're gonna be bred in a timely fashion. Sometimes the issue is in that breeding age, right? Maybe we're not doing a good job of catching those heifers in heat and getting them bred in a timely fashion. That won't necessarily, that will show an older age of first calving as well. So there could be two different dynamics or a combination of those dynamics going on in the heifer population. From a long-term standpoint, Looking at that call rate and why animals are leaving the farm, both on the cow side, but also on the heifer side. If we know that there's a certain reason why heifers continually leave the farm and maybe it's happening in a certain phase of their growth, maybe we can look at and evaluate what could be done differently to minimize that or to reduce that in some capacity. Looking at why the cows are leaving long-term, we really want to see a shift from what What typically is called involuntary calling. There's a really good paper out back in 2006 from Fetro et al. that talked about it more of thinking about it as biological calling. There's a biological reason why the cow is leaving the farm. When I'm explaining it to producers, I kind of think of it as you're having a if you're able to talk to your cows, the biological or those involuntary calls are when the cow's telling you as a producer, hey, I'm not going to make it. I'm, I'm done. I'm checking out. Hopefully you can replace me in, in the lineup, but it's been great. What we want to get away from is more of those biological calls and being able to make more strategic and economic or voluntary calls. Those cows that you're going up to the cow and saying, hey, I'm looking at your scorecard here. Your production's okay. Your components are reasonable. However, you're just not keeping up with the rest of my herd. You're going to be great for another herd but I have somebody else I think that's going to perform better than you here. So I'm going to let you go down the road to the next farm and continue performing at their capacity in their facility. So thinking about shifting more away from those biological calls to those economic calls are critical. The other thing to think about is just how much you're calling. All right. If we look at the national data trends in the U S typically we're averaging about a 40% call rate. That means once a cow starts lactation, they're getting about one and a half to two lactations into the herd before they leave. And if we really wanna think about the longevity of our herds, if we don't have to replace as many animals on such a frequent level, we're able to maybe reduce this call rate, keep animals in the herd that are productive and are viable that will not only reduce how many animals we're getting rid of, but it also then means if we're able to sustain that long-term, we won't need to generate as many heifers from our heifer system Because we won't have as many slots being filled in a given time frame.
0: Great. So it seems like it really comes down to just decisions, making those decisions on sometimes they're hard. I know a lot of times when I'm out on farms and economically, they know a cow should probably be called, but it's not always an easy decision because she is either the family pet or she's been a favorite cow for a long time. So sometimes those hard decisions just need to be made.
1: Absolutely. And monitoring the data. It's not a decision that you're going to make once and then you're done for a while. You, you kind of have to keep on top of it and think about this on a semi-regular basis. Now, you're not going to calculate the numbers, say, every month, but maybe quarterly or at twice a year just to make sure everything is falling into place and any management strategies you've implemented are actually creating the results you desire.
0: So we've covered a lot of information this morning. Is there any last minute comments you would like to make?
1: Um, just that, you know, if you need help or assistance, reach out to one of your uh, Penn State Extension dairy team members. They Most of our educators are trained at least starting to evaluate this and then Um, Working with you to help you figure out, you know, where are some of the limitations and some opportunities for your specific farm. That's one of the beauties of these heifer numbers and herd dynamics. Is it's it's very farm specific. There's no cookie cutter approach that we can say you need to do X, Y, and Z and you'll get these results. So you need to be aware of how your farm is performing, how your heifer system performs, how your adult cow system performs, and then you can start to maximize and create some efficiencies between those two systems.
0: And that's the wonderful ability of extension to be able to tailor these just to specific farms and make it so that it works for you and not necessarily a cookie cutter. So thank you, Rob, for joining us and for taking time to talk with us today. Uh, Thank you for all of our listeners for continuing to tune in to Bovine Banner. Don't forget to tune in next week and learn about how to manage feed costs and achieve maximum profitability. Thank you.